welcome to episode 56 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies plus tips, apps, and gear. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and my guest this week, I guess returning guest, is Mike Potter from the For Mac Eyes Only podcast and the organizer of Mac Stock. How are you doing, Mike? I am doing great. How are you doing, Dave? Doing great. I think the last time we did a show together was when we were at the Apple Store last year. Was it been that long? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I love that episode. Yeah, that was I just, fun. <laughs> I actually just listened to it again the other day. That oh. was it, Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a blast. I was just sitting outside, all the, all the fun uh, things going past us, and we were just talking about Apple stuff. That's what we love so much here. So um, I was on vacation last week, so there was a bit of a there was a uh, skip in a week. That's why you didn't get an episode. So that's why we're here this week. And so, of course, I'm reviewing a lot of stuff that happened last week that I got to enjoy from afar. But uh, that's okay. We uh, can still talk about it because there's lots lots of stuff going on with Apple right now. Just absolutely crazy stuff, uh, including the, the, all the new releases they announced. Uh, of course, I was on your show uh, with the Reaction Time episode, so we, we had a lot of fun doing that. And uh we did react. There were a lot of stuff you already knew, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot new with Apple having released all their hardware. Yeah. the week before. Yeah, so the new iPads. So we talked. I talked about that in the last episode about the new iPads. We had uh, those uh, were were released, and um, and the new uh, there was two iPads. Of course, the Macs, of course, and then um, I'm just having a brain cramp here. That was. That was, that was pretty much all the hardware they released. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's going to be more exciting this year. There's going to be more stuff to come. So uh, let's, let's let's dig into this. So a uh, couple of stories that caught my eye. Um, you know, of course, they, they, they announced the News Plus apps that's gonna, that, that incorporates the, the magazine service that uh, they had, Apple had purchased Texture last year. And, uh, and uh the news here is, of course, no surprise that the texture uh, service is going to be shuttered uh, on May 28th. Uh, of course, I'm sure you have no surprise at that either, right, Mike? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I, I, in fact, I think that's kind of a sad side effect of the way the tech yeah. industry works these days is buying up, you know, the small companies and then shuttering them right. versus allowing them to grow and become the best that they can be under new guidance and under new leadership. Right, right. So... Um, we're going to talk a little bit, I'm going to talk a little more about, uh, news, the news plus, uh, and the news app, uh, after we get through some of these news stories. So, but, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, that did happen. This was, that was announced this week. So if anybody was a subscriber, just, you're going to just be moved over to, uh, news plus. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's how it goes in this industry. So the other, uh, I can say more amusing <laughs> is probably a good word, uh, with the Apple air power officially was canceled by Apple. I, I, in all the years I've been talking and covering Apple, I never thought Apple would do something like this and just say, "Oh, okay, we give up. It doesn't. It doesn't meet our our requirements." What, what was your thoughts on the, this uh, canceling? Uh, not surprised. Yeah. Uh, honestly, uh, <clears throat> you can't take this long and then suddenly come out with a product that should have been incredibly simple for them to put out in the first place. Right. Uh, the The second thing is, I, I I'm a, I'm worried that this is a precursor for some other products that they talked about two years ago. And I think that I I do truly think that we're going to hear Apple say something very similar about the Mac pro this year. Yeah, let's hope. I know that's been excitement for you. No, I don't hope. I want the Mac pro to come out. And and I hope I misspoke. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that they're going to say that it didn't live up to their standards and that, by the way, this iMac pro is just a fantastic device and you should use that instead. And we won't see the Mac pro, but that's a conversation I actually have, um, 
in in the queue on my, on my yes. podcast. So. Yeah. That'd be a good, good, good conversation. But uh, I mean, it's just like iPads. I never thought that they would all of a sudden just come out with the iPad Air and then they came out with the iPad Mini. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, both those in a little bit here. But uh, uh, like uh, hearing people rave, rave, rave reviews about the iPad Mini. So, but yeah, I'm not surprised with the air power that uh, they decided to just cancel. Well, I, I look, thought the that, air power wasn't needed. It, it wasn't there's, needed. There's so many third party devices out there as it is anyway. Absolutely. That, that they, they should have just stuck with that and been fine with it. So uh, yeah, sometimes <laughs> you'll wonder. Um, and then other news sort of caught my eye is uh, Apple did do some updates to the iWork suite for iOS and Mac OS. And there was a, a, quite a significant uh, uh, update. They, they're saying uh, some specifics were with the tablet experience and using the pencil, uh, the Apple Pencil. Uh, they're giving an example as, uh, as keynotes, you can use the pencil or your finger to draw in a direction to animate an object or a slide. Uh, the other iWork apps like news and pages don't necessarily do the, anything special, but, uh, I guess keynote was kind of the highlight. Do you still, do you still, do you use any of these on, on, on your iOS, OS, on, on iOS device like uh, iPad or, uh, or iPhone? You know what? I, I don't. The only time I ever use pages, numbers or keynote or let, let's be fair, word or Excel or PowerPoint in iOS is when I'm just referencing uh, a document that I've created or edited on my Mac. Okay. So uh, typically it's it's more referential than it is to actually sit there and edit it. I have used the iPad to uh, present mm-hmm. keynote presentations, but I, I wouldn't be creating the presentations on it. Uh, I find it a little too confining, but I will say that this draw a path with your finger to animate objects is pretty cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think it's really cool that they added some of the stuff and you, more and more stuff that's uh, um, being um, enhanced on the iPad is, is just just makes the iPad even more of a valuable device to have. So uh, I'll link in the show notes for all the things that did update uh, for this. Um, moving on, they did release the first public beta of uh, iOS 12.3. Uh, the developers haven't. I believe it's in public beta if it hasn't uh, been released already. Um, and, you know, that that's interesting to see that they're going to continue to do some more updates to 12.3. And, of course, we probably will anticipate that iOS 13 will come out and uh, will get announced during WWDC in uh, in the summer. Um, and it says, and it's saying here a lot of the, a lot of the information includes uh, that uh, there's a new UI for the Apple TV. Of course, they got to get ready for the Apple TV Plus service when that's that's released. So you know that that that's gonna that be happening. But uh, it uh, looks like there is much to it right now. Going from 12.2 to 12.3, like 12.2 was um, uh, when that just came out. Of course, did you see anything that you that caught your eye on this? You know, I uh, normally jump on updates right away, and I got a little burned. I'm sure you heard about this. I got a little burned with um, uh, Mac OS 10.14.4 not authenticating properly to Google servers. Yeah, that that was happening iOS 12.2 as well. Yeah, and so I I had updated my iMac at the office to uh, 10.14. I keep wanting to say 12.14. 10.14.4. And when that happened, I just stopped. And, uh, you know, that's not like me to do that. Normally, I'm jumping on all the updates all the time right away. And as soon as that happened and I couldn't authenticate and I realized that there was a a rather large issue for Google users, Mm -hmm. which turns out to be uh, somewhat of a combination problem on both Apple and Google's part. Uh, Eventually, it took some uh, uh, Google 
to intervene to fix the issue, mm-hmm. is my understanding of it. Um, but anyway, uh, as soon as that happened, I did not jump and update all my other devices. Uh, I specifically have my phone and my tablet set to not update automatically so that I can be a little bit more in control of it. Uh, But now that that issue has been resolved, uh, which it was resolved, Mm -hmm. I think, by uh, Sunday. I think Sunday was was the day they finally got that fixed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I verified it's working on the iMac today. It's the first time I was at at the office to to, uh, check it. So I verified that it was working, and I'll probably go ahead and go and update all my other devices uh, right away as well. Okay. Um, so no, I have not updated any, any of them yet, and I'm kind of uh, kind of itching to. So are you talking about you haven't updated to twelve point two? I haven't done that either. Oh, no. Oh, but you have some devices you put on beta as well, twelve point three. I do not. Oh, no. Okay. So this was yeah that this was the beta they just came out with is two. Uh, so I was talking. No, twelve point two is out. Yeah, twelve point three is what I was. That's twelve point three is the beta. Yeah, that's the beta. Right. That, that was what I was. Uh, yeah, talking about here. Uh, gotcha. I'm sorry. Yeah, but the the uh, no, no, but issue with both. Google, yeah, yeah. issue with Google was also in 12.2, wasn't it? I, that's what I had heard. That was yeah in 12.2. 12.3 was released uh, not too far after um, uh, after it, but it's beta, of course. But and I always tell our, our listeners proceed with caution with beta. <laughs> yeah, 12.2 is the one I've not updated to. Gotcha. Because of the Google issue. You know, I rely on Google services for quite a lot, actually. Sure. Uh, almost all my professional services and then my personal services all use uh, G Suite, the paid service. And then, of course, I have a number of Gmail accounts as well. And uh, really, you know, what's funny is everybody was noticing it with email. Right. And that's not where I noticed the problem because I actually don't use the Apple Mail app, which was the only one that was really affected by the issue. If you use third-party apps, you don't have a problem at all. Where I noticed the problem was with my contact syncing. Uh, My calendars were fine because Fantastical worked just fine communicating directly with Google services. But the contacts app and the card hop app that I use uh, from the same folks who make Fantastical Mm – um, they both depend upon the Apple authentication. And with that being broken, uh, it effectively grounded me, really. I, I I couldn't work with any of my contacts. I couldn't update anything. Uh, and that's when I just put the brakes on all the updates and said, all right, let's wait till this is resolved. And then I'll go ahead and do my other devices. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it, that was uh, quite a bug. I was kind of, kind of surprised. Was, with everybody that's out there that's uh, using Gmail, that uh, I'm sure that affected a lot of people. Um, but yeah. I'm glad I'm glad they fixed it. Fortunately, um, it's taken care of. Yep, all all fixed. Yeah. Um, speaking of another update fix, uh, uh, well, really it wasn't a fix. Uh, Apple did release the uh, Watch OS 5.2. I don't know if you updated your watch yet, um, but you may not have been able to because you're still on 12.1. That's right. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't prompted with the update because I hadn't gone to 12.2 yet. Right. So uh, what uh, this update incorporated was not much other than that it was. Uh, Bug and performance updates, but it also expanded the the US centric features for ECG, you know, the electrocardiogram, um, for other countries. So it's now the feature is now available in 19 European countries as well as Hong Kong, and then they list a bunch of uh, countries from Austria all the way from to, to Finland, France, Norway, Romania, all, all a bunch of. Uh, and UK, of course, uh, and all the, all European countries are not going to have access to uh, the ECG. I love this ECG. You don't. You have a Series Three watch, right? I have a Series Three. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this this uh, this feature is just is pretty slick on the Series Four watch. So 
Um, but uh, yep, that just make sure you check it in your Apple Watch app, and the update will come up, or it also prompts it. You'll see it uh, come up. Uh, uh, but uh, to check that out, um, the uh, other thing I, I noticed uh, was. Apple is actually going to sell an Anchor product. Are you, are you, are you a big user of Anchor products at all? I am. I love Anchor products. Yeah. I, I was like sh- surprised about this. It's now Apple stores are going to now be carrying um, an Anchor USB-C power core fusion battery and charger. Um, so you could charge your um, USB devices, which would be like if you want to charge your iPhone, or uh, you can charge your uh, iPad Pro, which is a USB-C, or you could charge your MacBook. Um, and uh, it's a plug that uh, it's, it's called the Power Core Fusion, and uh, it serves both as a power adapter and a battery pack for the iPhone, iPad, and MacBooks. Um, it's a 30 watt USB charger for charging, and uh, it'll charge an iPad Pro and a MacBook with a standard USB C cable. So, but be, being it's only 30 watts, it looks like it's only going to really cover the smaller MacBooks. Uh, but still, you know, this is a this is a, a great. It's great to see that Apple is really expanding uh, to other vendors uh, beyond what they've been selling lately. And if they can really expand Anchor, boy, this is this is going to be huge for them for Anchor, don't you think? Yeah, Anchor. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Anchor had always been traditionally an Amazon only Amazon right seller. Yeah. Uh, so this is yeah, you're right. This is going to be huge for them. I think what's what is really telling about this is that Apple has always been good about embracing third party products, but. They really only embrace third-party products that live up to their standards. And so that says a lot for the quality product that Anchor puts out there if Apple is willing to carry it in their stores. Yeah, exactly. So good good news, good news, and I'd love to see all newer products at the Apple store. But, uh, yeah, but Amazon, you know, we love Amazon, don't we? We get better pricing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hey, well, I will tell you, I, I purchased my uh, Osmo Mobile, too. Oh, my DJI Osmo Mobile Two oh. a year ago, when I bought it, when I bought that a year ago, I I bought it direct through Apple mm-hmm. because Apple had better pricing than on Amazon. Yeah, I bought the, I bought it too. I got it for it was one hundred twenty nine dollars. Um, mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it when I when I saw it there. I talked about that uh, previous episodes. Yeah, it's uh, that some so sometimes you might find you find deals at Apple Store. You yeah. never know. Um, uh, other thing I want to talk a little bit about was um, this. This is kind of news as well as uh, part of the announcements from uh, the last couple of weeks. Was the AirPods uh, and the PowerBeats? PowerBeats. Uh, there are power. The PowerBeats that they're, they're just like the AirPods that go in your ear. They're more for athletics, and they, they they have different sizing as far as the ear ear cups and all that stuff. Um, and I've got a pair of those. They're nice. Um, but Apple just released a PowerBeats Pro. Uh, a brand which uh, it's uh, it's got a, very similar to what the AirPods do, but um, a little bit more of a focus on fitness and working out rather than everyday use. Um, got an article on, on on Mac Rumors that kind of did a comparison. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with either one of these. Do you, do you, do you have AirPods, Mike? I, I am familiar with both, but I don't own either. Okay. Um, I am pretty excited about this because I love yeah. the design of the PowerBeats Pro. Uh, much more so than the design of the AirPods. Yeah, and also the PowerBeats have a cord. I've got the, the PowerBeats, uh, the previous one I'm holding in my hands now looking at them. Um, they have an actual cord that connects between the two AirPods that go into your ears. These are true wireless. So True wireless, yeah. Just, just like an AirPod uh, does, um, you, don't have a, you don't have any cord to, to deal with. It's all wireless into your, both your ears and being able to adjust. And that's, you're right, exactly. That's the biggest challenge people have with with Air, AirPods is it doesn't fit in your ear. 
my my wife, I she I got her a pair. We had to get some of those third party clips, so it, it keeps it stays on her ear. Um, so a lot of times it just doesn't uh, it doesn't uh, doesn't work. So um, they did some comparisons, like uh, um, sound differences. Uh, they they do see a little bit of differences in 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 sound. Um, really, what they're saying, I think, is I guess the bottom line with this is 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 the fact that. Uh, it's uh, everyday use, which is an air, which what the, the AirPods are aimed for, whereas fitness, which is what the air, the Power Beats Pro ones are. So uh, the cases are are, are are a little different, um, uh, and processor speed and and, and having a Siri support, uh, very similar. It's got the H1 chip in both. So and that was one of the big things. I I mean I have the AirPods one, so I have the, the first gen. I have no. No rhyme or reason really to upgrade because really the only difference that you're getting is a smidge difference with the chip and being able to say, hey, hey, you girl uh, with uh, uh, <laughs> you girl, uh, you girl uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, you have to tap it uh, on the old version, whereas the new one, you can just say it like you can on your iPhone um, ver- as well as the beats uh, do that as well. Um, so uh, battery life is uh, is a little more extended. Um on on both and uh, they seem to work and uh there's a good comparison chart which i'll link i said in the show notes about uh what it does but uh no i i'm i'm glad to see there's a little bit of a competitor to to uh airpods and they're competing with themselves so it's both apple's products so well you know from my perspective this is a big competitor for the airpods Uh, this is actually one of those stories that made me kind of sit up and pay attention because there are so many things about the power beats pro that i kind of wish the airpods had thing and you know some things i don't really care all that much about but they come in different colors they come in black um they do offer noise isolation which is pretty cool uh and uh one thing that i i really noticed when i read the articles about it is that the the battery life on the power beats pro is i think almost double the airpods right yeah now they're bigger you know they're a little bit bigger so there's room for a larger battery and things like that in it but but they're you know you're talking something like 10 hours, nine hours yeah. of battery life on those. Uh, that's pretty darn impressive. Yeah, it is. And uh, they are more expensive. Uh, they're $250, I think. So they'll tack close to $100 more for the, the wired uh, charging model. Um, I believe these are, did it say they are wirelessly charged? The, the power beats the power beats are not no they oh. can't do chi charging no they're charged within the case you just have to, you just have to plug it right right um, I knew that was gonna get me when my wife's iPad has has it turned on <laughs> let me turn this off <laughs> and mute this or turn it off or do something to it um, but yeah it, it is it is uh pretty awesome that they uh, uh, the the that they came out these uh, I'm, um, I'm very pleased uh, to see something of a, of a competitor uh, with to this but yeah it's gonna be interesting to see uh, how they sound I want to check them out and see what this they sound like but I'm, I'm such a junkie with headphones I mean I have my Beats headsets that I'm working I'm using as I speak here I have the Bose QC35s <laughs> I've got the AirPods I got so I think I'm pretty set on <laughs> an earwear for for listening to music and, and doing uh, you, podcasts. You would hate all the earbuds and earphones I have sitting around in front of me right oh. now. You would hate the ones I'm using. <laughs> I'll tell you that. You get the lower end ones? or <laughs> uh, They were like five bucks on Amazon and, you, and uh, you know, pretty good sound on them. They are wired. I have to admit they are wired, but they have uh, wood 
wood sound chambers on them. So uh, that's supposed to, it doesn't, but it's supposed to give you better, uh, uh, deep, deeper, richer sounds. So, um, I don't know. Hey, for five bucks, I'm pretty darn happy with them. Oh yeah. Why not? <laughs> Meanwhile, you just, the ones I just mentioned, you just know how much I've spent on those. So, well, yes, I do. Actually yeah. the other ones I got, I got free when I bought my MacBook pro. So I guess I can't complain. I, I will admit I do have some really nice headphones too for podcasting and things like that. But what I'm, what I'm wearing right now are, are just some cheapos. Um, but yeah, it, it, it runs the gamut depending on what your needs are, of course. Yeah. So, um, other, other thing I wanted to take a look at, uh, Mac rumors actually posted a link from, uh, ifixit.com. They, uh, did a, they did share a teardown of the resurrected iPad air and confirmed the specs that, that was in it. Uh, no surprises. It, uh, it has about the identical thickness of the 10 and 10.5 inch iPad Pro, but a little lighter weight. It's got the A12 processor, and they saw that was three gigs of RAM. That's it. I'm telling you, that iPad is, is is a pretty good bargain. I mean, comparatively speaking, of what the price is, um, versus of course the lower end model, which is doesn't have as much oomph as this one. Uh, have you taken a look at this at all with this iPad? Not in person, but it, yeah, the specs are great on it. Yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you, I'm. I'm pretty darn happy, and I would even say impressed with that three hundred and twenty nine dollar iPad. Oh yeah, we uh, that last week, last, last yeah. episode. Yeah, it's you know, yeah, it's it's quote unquote low end, but hey, it it's a perfect consumption device to just sit there on your coffee table and, sure. and act, as it is, it's a ten and a half inch iPad Pro that's on my coffee table <laughs> table that I'm using, yeah. but that has another function in life and that's to control the cameras at MaxDoc. So that's a there you, go. you know there, there's an actual reason for having the iPad Pro in that case. And you you know I, I mentioned this before I haven't checked Amazon lately they were selling that uh, low end iPad for two hundred forty nine dollars. Um, wow yeah so wow that's a steal that's a total bargain I haven't looked as of yet but. Uh, I keep telling people check check it out out there. It's 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 well worth its investment. So, um, oh, absolutely. So one more story I wanted to lead, which will lead into the first discussion I'd like to talk about is the News Plus um, app. Is uh, the subscriber numbers? There was an article in Mac Rumors that uh, over two hundred thousand people have already subscribed to the Apple News Plus in the first forty eight hours after it was launched. I would probably be one included. <laughs> so, uh, of course, Mike, unfortunately, you weren't able to do this because you don't have 12.2 as of yet. No, uh, not yet. But um, they, uh, uh, it, 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 of course, it's rumors, so it came from unnamed sources. So it sounds about legitimate to me. Uh, and that was more than one the texture service uh, the Apple News Plus is based on had during its peak. So Apple's name has a lot, lot to drive, uh, I tell you. Uh, and including all the 200 magazines and, and, and the Wall Street Journal, Los Angeles Times, um, it's uh, it's definitely interesting. Going to be to see where where, where this goes um, with magazines. I'll give you my experiences in a minute. But did you have any thoughts about uh, about this at all? No, you you know we did talk about this briefly on the Reaction Time episode last yeah. week. <clears throat> uh, quite honestly, this doesn't um, really flip my trigger all that much. Sure, uh, I'm. I, I don't read a whole lot of magazines as it is. Mm -hmm. And the ones I do read, I tend to subscribe to. And yes, I get, I get print versions of them. And, and I think I specifically mm -hmm. mentioned Wired last week. And the reason right. I subscribe to Wired, it's a little like uh, why some folks subscribe to the print edition of National Geographic. It's, it's not so much about, it is about the content. The content's great. 
but it's also about the experience. And there's something about the the high quality covers that they put on on Wired and National Geographic, and the high quality print and paper that they use, that just makes reading it a pleasure versus just merely absorbing the content sure. through you know a glass and LCD display. So you know that that's a higher end uh, magazine, and then the um, the other magazines I subscribe to are actually imports from the UK. So I subscribe to a Linux magazine and a yep. magazine called Net. And uh, both of those come over here from the UK. And uh, I, I, I like getting the print editions of them. Uh, and, and that's what I get. And it's, it's really not that much cheaper to get the digital version. So, yeah. I, you know, I get that. But that, that's about it. I think I still... Somewhere get uh, um, Mac Life. Yep, I do. Magazine. I just renewed I still it. Get that. Yeah. Shout out to the Mac, Mac Life folks because I got a nice email. They said, to, so "Of course, it's automated." But we're so happy to have you as a subscriber because it's <laughs> subscribe for two more years. But which I is the, actually that's the same publishing company that publishes the two UK magazines yeah, that I. It's it's future, uh, future publishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, they they put out some fantastic tech magazines. They so. Do. And uh, I, you know, I don't get a whole whole lot of magazines, and I, it, having extra content just for the sake of having that content doesn't necessarily appeal to me. Yeah. Um, but I get it. You know, there's a lot of folks who who love to sit there and absorb all those all the stories and all me. the different viewpoints from all the different magazines, and that's that's great. And something like News Plus is perfect for that. Yeah, and that would be me because I love absorbing content and. Uh, I'm starting to fall in love with this. <laughs> the magazines you just mentioned are in News Plus. I just just added them to my list. Net and uh, Linux format is the, probably the one that you subscribe to. Yep. Um, yes, it is. And then, of course, they have Mac versions of their is, uh, Mac format, and uh, yep. that one is out there as well. And uh, so, uh, really, I, I, I think they did an amazing job with this app. It's it, it's crisp. It's got super easy navigation you mentioned wired magazine they ha- i'm looking at the, the latest issues that's got the cow on the front cover i don't know if you have that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, showing the cow as you move it it's in 3d it moves around uh and then of course the wired uh, logo is is like going in and out like a like a tv's uh, screen so they're doing pretty cool animations in a lot of these uh magazines i think uh uh uh, National Geographic did the same thing. Their cover had cities. I believe um, that was shown during the event, uh, showing how 3D worked and uh, what they'd done with this. Um, and I think the, the app itself was really nicely organized. Um, it, 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 uh, before, I wasn't as much of a heavy user for it, but the nice thing is you can add all of these uh, different feeds that are in the news app, uh, You know, including uh, the Wall Street Journal, which... Uh, you do. I'm still. I'm still questioning what you have access to. I think you have access to most of the stuff, but not all of it. I think that the paywall that Washington's Wall Street Journal has is um, is you know they want you to subscribe. Uh, so, so I think what they really did was they added this to Apple News Plus just to tease and get people to look at most of their content, but a lot of the other good t- content uh, tends to you don't see it. And, of course, they didn't get the New York Times or the Washington Post, and and there were there were articles about that saying that yeah, they tried to, but it just didn't work out. So, um, have you used news the news app at all even before the News Plus came out? I did a little bit. I I didn't find the experience particularly good. No. Um, it's it seems as if the new well we talked about this last week. It seems as if the news app doesn't quite curate the news I'm looking for as well as something like Flipboard does. Flipboard, yep. 
uh, Flipboard is is um, they're both human curated, right? Uh, but it seems to be a little bit better about suggesting content that I'm looking for, as does the Google News app, which is uh, not really a, a news app itself. It's more the Google app, really, mm-hmm. at where you tell the types of interests that you have, and then uh, it magically pulls up stories about star trek and the marvel's move marvel movies and dc movies coming out and tech news and it the the google one is that's freaky and how accurate it is in in terms of presenting content that i'm looking for but um uh you know for regular news news i tend to turn to uh bbc news uh i get the rss feeds off their website or i get the rss feeds off of other international news sources and that, that's where I try to get uh, the news that's um, international news or U.S. news because I, I like to get that outside perspective. I like to hear what others are saying about the news that's happening in the U.S. Sure. Uh, I do, of course, you know, to pull up some U.S. news sources, but I tend to get most of my U.S. and international news from outside oh, okay. the country. Yeah, I just so, – I, I just, use RSS for that. And I just added the BBC News to the news app, and um, it actually has, doesn't have a bad interface with it, too. So, But I uh, know that's what's great about having different different apps out there. Um, the uh, the News Plus part, and then it's it's you get a free month trial when you sign up, so I'm on my free month trial right now. Um, but it does cost $9.99 a month. But if you think about that, uh, I mean, like I said, I, I don't have as much of a problem with uh, not having a print uh, versions of magazines. A lot of magazines are not printing anymore. You know, you look at uh, PC Magazine, you look at uh, Macworld, you look at uh, many of the others. They stopped. They're they're just they're uh, electronic only, uh, digital yeah. only. So um, so that's kind of the trend of where things are. But you know, that's why. I, but I like Mac Life, and that's why I, I subscribe to it as with the print issue. But then I will have also access to the digital issue too. So, um, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Um, if if Apple had that much interest, but of course it's the first month for free for everybody. So let's see where it's at uh, after that, um, where it goes. But uh, but everything from business to entertainment to 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 uh, technology to cars, the food, health. I mean, there's just so many different topics of different news and magazines that you can get access to. I'll be interested to see if if any any newspapers come on board uh, beyond the Wall Street Journal and the Los Angeles Times. Uh, I'd like to see them then jump into a little bit more too. So, uh, I I imagine they will, but I, I I totally envision the scenario being much the same as it is with uh, uh, Washington Post, right? With yeah. the Washington Post, in that it's going to be limited content. Uh, you know, they can't be asking people to subscribe for. I think the Washington Post is forty bucks right. a month for all their news, something like that. Yeah, and then that, is it okay? And then say, all right. For ten bucks a month, of which a, a mere fraction comes our way, yeah. we're going to still give you all the same news content. I, I just don't see that happening. I do see them saying, "Oh, okay, for the fraction that we're getting of this ten bucks a month you're paying Apple, we're going to give you X amount of stories for free that you would otherwise need to pay for." And I think most newspapers are uh, in the order of you can read three stories or something like that. Right. Um, never mind that you can reset your cookies and read more stories, but, uh, you, you know, there it's, you can read so many stories and then you, you have to pay. And I imagine that that's what most newspapers are, you know, that's the relationship they're going to have with Apple. Yeah. 
And they'll just say, okay, well, rather than stopping you at three stories, we'll stop you at 10 stories or we'll stop you at 20 stories or whatever it is. It'll be something more than you get from the free site, but it won't be the full content like it would be if you subscribe directly to them. I just don't see how that yeah. that would be a tenable arrangement. Yeah, I, no, I agree with you. So uh, check out the News Plus app. I say you could subscribe uh, from your iPad. It's The iPad is this amazing experience, um, especially I've got the iPad Pro 11-inch. You could you just know, you see it. Reading these magazines is just, is just a joy. I mean, I've had a lot of magazines in PDF format, and the PDFs look good too, but uh, this this uh, this they did, did good things with it. It even looks great on the, on the iPhone. Of course, I have the XS Max. That helps having a bigger screen, but... Uh, that helps a little bit. <laughs> so... Uh, but uh, it does have a good experience. I even tried it on some of the smaller screens, uh, and uh, it's a good experience. So uh, check it out. Um, the other thing Apple announced uh, was the Apple Card, the credit card. Uh, were you were you surprised all surprised at that at all that that they announced that at all? A little bit. I I would have been more surprised if Apple announced that they were going to become a bank. Yeah. You know, and really <laughs> that's not what happened. Basically, uh, as 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 you know, as we talked about, they right. they didn't announce that they are themselves going to become a bank that's you know standing behind this they're instead working with a financial institution to give you this card so in a way it's it's a lot like the relationships that other companies have with credit cards like disney has with chase or you know uh, other organizations have with um i don't know who are the other ones out there um oh with bank you mean with credit cards yeah, oh, yeah. Chase. Well, you get you you get your reward cards and things yeah, like that. Chase, Bank of America, the City, City. That's the other one I was trying to think of. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it in a way, it's it's very much the same type of relationship. Yeah. But what's different about it, what's very different about it, is that the entity, in this case Apple, that's asking the financial institution to provide these cards to its mm-hmm. customers, is the one wagging the dog. Right. Apple is setting the terms by which they will allow them to issue cards to Apple's customers. And that's the one thing Apple does better than anyone else is saying, look, this is the way we want it to work. And if you're not willing to work with us, we'll find someone else who is. And uh, there's a lot of benefits to to companies that are willing to work with them in that regard. Uh, by the way, I just updated my phone to 12.2 while we were talking so that <laughs> I go. can check out some I, of this stuff. I, I twisted your arm. <laughs> you twisted my arm, and I'm going to check out some of the stuff. I'll check out the news app and things like that, uh, but not while we're talking. I'll no. check it out later because I don't want to be distracted by this. <laughs> but, right. uh, yes, I, I had to see what you were talking about. So I'm glad glad I had a little influence on you. Uh, but, yeah, the credit card is, is going to be interesting. Uh, it, it's through Goldman Sachs, which is a you know, pretty reputable bank. Um, and uh, signing up is going to be very easy. You do it right from the phone, which is cool. I just want that card. <laughs> that card, my titanium card in my wallet. Come on. It'll, it'll look like some class. I have an Apple credit card in my wallet. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that, that card uh, looks. Um, it's like it's like having one of Steve Wozniak's metal business cards. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I want it. I want it. <laughs> or Adam Christensen, you know, he had some some special cards yeah, too that he was giving he out to people I'm to still, his supporters. Yeah, I'm still waiting for. Him. I'm his supporter. <laughs> he's still he, he's still making some doings, but yes, yes. So they're the um, uh, they're they're pretty cool cards. Uh, if you take a look uh, on Apple's website, they they do they do show it uh, show it pretty proudly. So, um, 
let's uh, let's kind of just step away and let's do some tips and talk a little few things. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run some tips here. You may not even know I'm gonna talk about here yet, but I wanted to throw some tips out here. So, because that's what people want to listen to here is learn a few things about what they can do with their devices. Uh, one of them that caught my eye was uh, how you're able to access the keypad and uh, to change the audio output during an Apple Watch call. Do you make? Have you made? You make call, phone calls on your Apple Watch at all? I don't make calls. I receive calls. Receive calls and too. it's fantastic. I love that feature. It's it's your hands free, hands free, distracted driving. Yeah. Uh, without needing to purchase yet another piece of equipment to run in your car, which, by the way, never worked well for me in the first place. And yet the Apple Watch works perfectly for doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. So during an, during an actual Apple Watch call, what you can do is you actually can swipe from the bottom when the call's on there. It'll bring up a second menu. Then the menu will show two two options, the keypad or the or audio. You can uh, tap keypad, and then that opens up the keypad if you have, if need the option. Like maybe, but maybe you're connected and you need to type in the numbers. Uh, you could do it from your from your from your watch. Uh, and then audio, you could switch the audio from your Apple Watch to any other uh, nearby connected uh, devices by tapping audio, and then you may have like a Bluetooth device or maybe your AirPods or something. You have that option right there to uh, to switch. I, I didn't even know this, uh, and that's why I caught my eye here that you could, you have access to those two things during a call. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Although, like I said, in my case, I usually use it when I'm driving. So that would then fall into the distracted driving category. So (laughs) I probably would not end up doing it. But I do like being able to pass calls from the watch to my phone. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, when I'm done taking that call Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm at a place where I can use the phone, uh, being able to pass it over is is really slick and, of course, very Apple-like that you can you can pass it back and forth like that. No, yeah. I've done that many times. Um, So it's a. and it's great. I mean, again, Apple Watch phone calls are not private, so you have to, you know, proceed with caution how you want to use it. I mean, if it's somewhere that you're in a room, you're in private, just like using a speakerphone. Yeah, why not? And everybody says that the Apple Watch's uh, speaker on the uh, when you talk to the people. I mean, I've had conversations with people, and it's, it sounds great. I'm I'm very impressed with uh, what they've done with that. Um, I'm sure I'm sure people have told you that as well when you when you've talked to them. Well, not only does it sound great to you, the person who's using the watch, but it turns out it actually sounds really good to the people on the other side, on the other too. Side, that's what I meant. Because yep. uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've questioned a lot of folks afterwards, or I've told them, I'm like, oh, sorry, you know, I, I'm talking to you on my watch. So, you know, and they're like, really? It sounds perfect. It sounds like you're talking on a regular phone. And I, I'm blown away by that. Yeah. I'm blown away by the fact how good the call sounds on the other end when I went out, like I said, and I purchased this expensive, it wasn't cheap at all expensive bluetooth device for my car and i could never get it to work well yep and and now to have this watch on my wrist and i can just sit there you know (laughs) resting my chin on my hand and talk to people it's just amazing yeah um and uh check that out it's a great tip and it's great uh great way to uh use uh use your apple watch uh, other one that caught my eye was uh, how to leave a group text on your iPhone. You ever been in group text and you get tired of those texts going back and forth all the time? I have. <laughs> have you? I've I've been in a. I don't get in too many group texts, and yeah. and part of the well, there's a reason for it, but and that's because people don't know my iMessage phone number. Ah, okay. <laughs> they, they know my Google Voice number, and that one's somewhat limited in what what uh, can be done, but. Sure. Um, I do occasionally get into them, and then, yes, when people forget that you're in that group text and you keep getting texts, even if they don't intend for them to go to you any longer, or they pull up an old conversation, they just see the first name, and they're like, oh, I want to send the person, you know, this person a text, and 
they're actually resending it to everybody that was in that group text, yeah, gets to be a problem. Yeah. So I mean, easy way to do this is when you open up messages, then you open up the group text that you want to, that you want to leave. Um, then you tap at the top of the header the conversation to where the initial bubbles are. Of course, this ha- this only applies to people who are um, are iPhone users or using iMessage. Uh, and then once you get past the bubbles, you just tap the info icon. And then towards the bottom, there is a choice there. Leave this conversation. And then it pops up again. Are you sure? And then you tap done. You're gone. And then no more no more texts that are coming through. Uh, they'll drive you crazy uh, with group texts because uh, sometimes you're done with the conversation. You don't want to uh, you don't want to deal with it anymore. So it's uh, it's always a good thing. So um, last tip I wanted to talk about a little bit was um, my experience. Um, are you, were you familiar? And I've talked about this on previous episodes, but I, I actually went through it. Is uh, the eSIM? The eSIM is now in the iPhone 10, 10s, the 10s Max, and the 10R. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you familiar with this at all? E-SIMs? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm familiar with them. Uh, I, I don't. I don't use one. It's not in the eight plus, is it? Right. Right. Yeah. So no, I, don't um, use them. I was. I was itching once I found out that this was in the 10s Max. So I'm on T-Mobile's my carrier. So um, it does have dual SIM cards. So basically, it's going to be the eSIM, which is an electronic SIM that's built into the phone, and then you have the uh, the physical SIM uh, that would go into the device. Uh, what's great about being on the eSIM now, if I decide I want to travel somewhere overseas and I decide, you know, I want to have this my my primary phone as well as that secondary carrier, you know, let's say in Italy, I can put in, uh, I get a local SIM from, from that country and be able to have two phone numbers working on the phone at the same time, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but as far as setting it up goes, it was pretty flawless um, for the most part. Um, so what usually what the carrier is going to do is the carrier will send you to activate the second plan is you scan a QR code that the carrier will provide you. Well, in the case of T-Mobile, I was not I was not making this as a second line. I was making this as my primary line because I wanted don't want to use that other SIM anymore. I want to use the eSIM. Um, so they had to actually send me a URL to, to click on the phone over wireless uh, to activate it. So then you go in and you open up the settings once you do that tap add cellular plan and then you scan that either scan the QR code or do the URL like I mentioned um, and then you have to manually enter the, any of the information as far as that goes um, sometimes your carrier may have a may have an app uh, in the case of T-Mobile they do but the app was only used for the prepaid uh, phones uh, but I don't know if I want to be doing prepaid service on a really expensive iPhone XS Max so I have I have a, you know, a, a monthly phone so so they did they did allow me to be able to transfer the number from my uh, uh, nano SIM to the uh, eSIM uh, pretty flawlessly. And now my phone's running on the eSIM. So I think it's pretty cool. And, and you have two numbers, right? Or did you not keep the other SIM? Uh, no, the other SIM was that my primary number originally. So they just basically just moved it. So that SIM's no longer valid. So now I can get another SIM from, like, like I take my wife's phone, let's say, or, my, or if I have a secondary line, I can put that SIM in there, whether it be uh, uh T-Mobile, I th- I'm, I'm not trying it with different carriers. That would be interesting to see if you could do that. I don't think you could because it's, a, a spe- I mean, you might be able to do like AT&T T-Mobile since they're both on um, the GSM band, but uh, why, would I have, why would I have an AT&T line, right? <laughs> you should be able to port from one carrier to another and, and stick with yeah. eSIM, I would think. I mean, and if, in fact, no, no, I take that back. You can because uh, the uh, uh, the Google uh, the Google phone, you can do that because it, it has eSIM as well. Um, with right. Android and uh, the Pixel 3. The Pixel 3 yeah. and the Pixel 2. 
uh, and uh, the Pixel 2, uh, which I've played with, uh, you know, you can have Google Fi for one of your carriers, and then you could have uh, uh, you could have uh, T-Mobile as your other carrier as the as the as the as the, the Nano SIM. So I mean, you and I think you could. I, I probably could put Google Fi on in my iPhone if I wanted to. Just take get, get one of their SIM cards uh, that they are providing for iPhones now, and uh, you could have that as well. So it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So. Um, so those are kind of some of the tips I want to throw out. What I want to talk about now is I've got the organizer and the master, the master of all trades here with with MacStock, and MacStock is now in its fifth year, right? It's going fifth its year, fifth year. I can't believe it. I met you five years ago. Uh, you, you got the first the first edition of MacStock off the ground, and what was it? Eight to ten weeks was it? Yeah, it was something more like six to seven weeks. Was it six yeah. to seven weeks? Okay, I, I was being <laughs> yeah. I was being generous. You and, were being very generous. And, yeah, and you know we 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 uh, were able to uh, get that off, and I, I enjoyed the for that first year uh, doing present my presentation. You and I became good friends, uh, and I've met a lot more friends as well. And uh, I've also met uh, Barry Falk and Chuck Joyner and Allison Sheridan, and I've got all these new friends now because of MacStock. Uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about MacStock in itself and what your thoughts are and why, why, why should everybody be going to MacStock this year? Well, uh, you know, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there, Dave. Uh, talking about the networking, yeah. talking about meeting new friends. When I go back and I reflect on new podcasts that have started up, new friendships that have formed, yep. people that have joined other podcasts or other shows or just gotten into totally now new non-podcast related ventures. I mean, I don't want this to sound like it's a, a podcast no. thing. It's not. It's more about the Apple community. And uh, seeing the the bonds that have formed over these past five years has just been, oh my gosh, it's, it's been wonderful. so incredibly gratifying to me yeah. because that is really what's kind of at the the heart at the core of this apple conference is is you know the bonds and friendships that form um but then you know the other thing that's important to me about MacStock is the kind of the educational side of yeah. things and i that sounds a little dry it sounds a little boring but yeah. when you hear the people who present when you hear allison sheridan and chuck joiner and david sparks who's going to be present, presenting this year or that. kelly gumont who, who presented last year. These are all exciting, dynamic, fun people to hear give talks. And, you know, it's not this kind of boring droning from the stage. It's actually interacting with the folks who are there mm -hmm. and then uh, taking it a step further and continuing to interact and learn and grow from the conversations you have in the hallways at MaxTech. Yep. So, you know, that's another big part of it. I mean, you can't have a conference without learning new stuff. And uh, as I talk to people, they say, you know what, you've got a fantastic lineup of speakers. And if I can just learn one or two great new things this weekend, yep. it will have been a successful weekend for me. So, uh, really, uh, you know, every year we just kind of take it a little bit further than we have the year before and try something new. Yeah. And one of the new things I started last year was theming it. Last year, MaxDoc was themed to productivity. I thought we had a fantastic weekend. We had a lot of great talks, all mm -hmm. kind of, um, you know, fitting within that theme of productivity. And this year, the theme is create. Great. And uh, what I've asked speakers, including you, Dave, because yes. you're you're going to be joining again from the stage this year. I'm so excited. What I've, 
I know it's it's and and it's another good one too. Yeah, uh, haven't announced the actual talks yet. I'm, I'm making my way through announcing the speakers. So I'm making all my, uh, the, waiting for everybody to be excited. You can when you can announce them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is you know we're building up to something really cool here because we got a lot of a lot of really fantastic talks. But mm. um, one of the things I I task speakers with this year is to take that notion of create and in your talk. Take a topic that you're knowledgeable about, take a topic that you're passionate about, yeah. and try to figure out what it means to be creative with that topic, how to think how to think differently, if you will, yeah. um, how to be innovative, uh, what new ways are there to accomplish these tasks that you're talking about, what new ways are there to save time, uh, what new ways are there to express yourself creatively mm-hmm. while you're getting the most from whatever it is you're talking about, whether it be software or hardware or what have you. So that's that's the theme for this year. But then we have some other cool things too. And by the way, we have 14 presenters this year. Yep. When when I first, uh, you know, I, I first announced MacStock 2019 on Chuck Joyner's Road to MacStock on, on Mac Voices. And at that time, I had said we have eight speakers. We've grown to 14 right. presenters. That's awesome. Uh, and it's it's just going to be a phenomenal weekend. So not only do we have all those great talks, and by the way, the talks that are given at MaxDoc, they are for everyone. This isn't a professional conference. It's not an amateur conference. If nope. you're a beginner, if you're an expert, MaxDoc is for you. It's for everybody who's a user of these products. So we've got we've got all these fantastic talks designed for everybody of all skill levels, but we also have something new this year that one of uh, our past presenters, Wally Truinski, came up to me. He's given three great talks uh, in video to go, one, two, and three over the years. And he came up to me and he said, what if we do a MaxDoc Film Fest? You know, basically taking his video to go presentation to the next level because now it's not just him telling people how to make the most of their iPhones or their iPads or, or what have you, uh, iMovie or, or Final Cut Pro or, or whatever. It's not it's not just him telling you how to use this stuff. It's it's us asking the attendees to create something new, something innovative, something different, a little you know one to two minute film that was shot or edited on a Mac or an iPhone and uh, submit it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a little film fest. It's it, there's it's not a contest. There's no wagering. Oh, it's fun, but it's going to be so fun. <laughs> and uh, I just talked to Wally today, as a matter of fact, and we have 13 entries already. That's awesome. And we're we're only a couple months into it, so we still have I think somewhere on the order of uh, just shy of 120 days until MaxDoc. So imagine all the great film fest submissions we're going to get. Oh, it's going to be fun. So there's that. We got the film fest. We got the talks, and then on top of that. On top of that, Dave, Food. we have Mac Power Users Episode 500. Yep. And it just so happened that Episode 500 was going to take place right around the time of MacStock. And David Sparks rang me up and he said, Mike, what do you think about us doing Episode 500 of Mac Power Users live at MacStock? Uh, and I said, yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So we've got Mac Power Users 500 that's happening Saturday yeah. night as well. That's going to be fun. So um, it's, it's just going to be a, a a great, great weekend. And so far I've announced, uh, so many great speakers. We've got, uh, you, of course, already, I already yeah. mentioned that we've got you, we've got, uh, Allison Sheridan, we've got David Sparks, we've got Brett Terpstra, and then we have a lot of other favorites Newbies. too, like Mike Schmitz. We have Kirshen Sia. 
who um, she's coming back again. Now she didn't speak last year, but she spoke in the years prior to that. Right. Uh, we have Rosemary Orchard, who's going to be joining us again. Uh, well, not joining us again, joining us for the first time, say, not only there. as an attendee, but as a presenter too. And she's from the UK, isn't she? She is from Austria. Oh, Austria. Actually. That's right. Yep. So she's joining us from Pardon. Austria, uh, which is uh, amazing. Uh, we have Josh Wrench, who's going to be coming. And uh, he's also, he's not a first-time attendee, but he's a first-time presenter at MaxDoc. Yep. And uh, Rick Cartwright, who also has been attending all these years and uh, submitted a fantastic talk and uh, got accepted as well. So uh, those are just the speakers who've been announced. And I still have, uh, uh, I think, more, like five more. more to go. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be to uh, out. I'm going to be rolling those out over the next day. I mentioned Allison Sheridan; she's going to be there again this yes. year too. We love um, but uh, rolling out the rest of the speakers over the next co- couple of days. So, yeah, uh, it, it's it's a fun fun weekend, and I think everyone who comes is is going to have a absolutely fantastic time. Make sure you click the go to maxstock 2019com and. Go to uh, register, register right away. Get get the registration. You got a two day weekend pass, and like like uh, like Mike said, it includes everything as, as far as speakers, networking. You're gonna have you'll have meals for both days. Uh, we have the 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 Midwest Mac Mingle hosted by our very own Barry Falk. He's gonna he's got some great things. Uh, he was just on uh, Chuck's show too uh, for Mac Voices. Check him out. He he gave some good details of what's going on with his uh, his uh, fund uh, between uh, th- throughout the week and the weekend. Uh, but uh, the the one thing is, if you're an in touch with iOS listener, you can get a ten dollar discount on your ticket. Now, if you go to register now and put put it in the cart. And then it says a, a coupon code. You're going to put the coupon code in touch. And if you do that and click apply, you're going to get a $10 discount, bringing it down to $169. That that, that is such a bargain. I, I and I'm not I'm not just spotting out because because I love Max Doc, but I think this is going to be something that's beneficial for you. I do love Max Doc, but <laughs> but uh, well, not not only that, Dave. It's it's not just ten bucks off. Keep in mind that's ten bucks off the early bird price. Early bird price, yes. So the early bird price is already reduced to one seventy nine. So that's seventy bucks off. So with your coupon code, people are going to get that extra ten bucks off the early bird pricing. So it's it's really a special deal for anyone who's yes. who's listening and wants to use that code. So please use the code in touch, and you you won't regret it. And uh, we would love um, to see you out there. I, I wanted to meet some new friends out there, and we've met some good. I've met some good uh, folks. I can get some. Uh, uh, got some good folks that were there last year and, and their friends as well and I, I get emails from folks that uh um it, uh that uh has, has been uh, out there uh, steven from sarasota uh saratoga springs he's he's been emailing me a lot and uh, i know he's a listener so appreciate your your support steven um and uh did you see his uh apple birthday email he sent out i did <laughs> i did <laughs> he's awesome they he talk is. about someone who's who, who's perfect for the max tech film fest yes he he creates these these nice little videos i think he uses clips yeah, uh, I, for I talked about them. the clip. I used the Topbox Clips app here, and so. uh, and and they're really clever, really fun. Yeah. And he sent me one the other day, and I I told him I said, you know, he happened to use some some Disney references, and I said, you know, anytime yeah. someone uses a Disney reference in a clip like that, you've got my attention. And uh, he sent me back a, a thank you one yeah. with Mickey right in it. That was, so that was great. Uh, yeah, he 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 does some really cool stuff with that. But uh, yeah, that. I just want to let everybody know about Mac stock. I mean, there's going to be a lot of discussion about iOS, about iPad and iPhone. 
Uh, my talk is going to be uh, uh, that centric because that's that's what I like to focus on. I, I love I love iOS and I I love iPhone products and and iPads and and you know and everybody does that's going to be at this uh, at at MacStock and we love we love Apple and we love this and and it's going to be a nice it's a nice cozy conference. It's not the 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 conferences that have ten twenty thousand people. It's just a nice cozy conference and you'll get to you'll get. All the all the speakers will be approachable. You'll be able to talk to them, ask questions, and we just would love to have you there. So, thank you, Mike. I appreciate you uh, being here, and uh, we uh, uh, we always have a lot of fun uh, when we do our podcast here together. And uh, uh, tell the folks where they can find you beyond Max Stock and uh, uh, all that fun stuff. Oh well, thank you, Dave. This was a lot of fun, yeah, and uh, I, I was going to say, what you're doing an iOS talk, really? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's see. When I'm not on your show, you uh, folks can find me um, at 4 com. Uh, that would be uh, my podcast. And uh, also, of course, MacStock2019.com. That's, yeah. you know, that, that MacStock wouldn't exist if it wasn't for, for Mac Eyes only in the wonderful community of yep. listeners that I built up there. And um, I just really appreciate all the support I've had throughout the years. And that's what made MacStock possible. Yep. So uh, MacStock2019 and, and both of those places have, con- have contact pages. So uh, if you want to chat with me about anything, reach out and I'm always available. Yep. And I'm on your show from time to time as well. So I, I that's love, right. Love, love being on your show as well. So. You, you, you got me started doing this thing, and look what happened. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, don't be, because <laughs> I love it. I think everybody knows that, so we, I hope everybody enjoyed listening today. This was a great episode, but uh, let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Um, that is a wrap for this week. Please uh, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow me on Twitter at intouchwithios. You can also subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. Or better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links are there to listen to us. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can also find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Again, thank you, Mike Potter, for being here today. My pleasure. Always great to be here. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time.